0: CTV's W5, with Avery Haynes.
1: From party drug to mental health treatment, Canada is quietly allowing drugs like magic mushrooms and ketamine to be used for those suffering from end of life anxiety, depression and PTSD. A W5 investigation delves into the unusual comeback of drugs once reserved for the party scene. For Bruno Gay-Vermont, many days have felt insurmountable. After two tours in Afghanistan, he, like many other veterans, returned to Canada a different person.
2: Anxious, panicked, depressed, suicidal. You just want it to stop. And you think that by committing suicide, that it will alleviate all of that. Your pain and your family's pain. They're gonna be way much better with that. But suicide doesn't end the pain. It only reassigns it.
1: Over his 15-year career, Bruno was a paratrooper, Navy diver, and in his last mission, dismantled improvised explosive devices. Bruno says one incident in particular changed him.
2: What really affected me and changed everything for me was when I did the suicide bomber.
1: Because you actually disconnected a suicide vest on a person before he blew it up. Yeah. Bruno says he's the first Canadian soldier to ever defuse a suicide bomb on a person who was still alive. And what he found out later about the man in the suicide vest
2: haunts him. The suicide bomber was mentally challenged. He had been told that if he doesn't do this, they were going to kill his family. So he wasn't even a willing participant. So the bad guy on the other side of that line is actually not a bad guy. He's just a guy in a bad situation. So that started playing with my mind.
1: So traumatized by all that he did and saw in Afghanistan, Bruno was diagnosed with post-traumatic stress disorder, depression, and anxiety. He started therapy and was prescribed antidepressants.
2: The medication did help at the beginning because it took away the pain and it gave me that breathing space. But by taking away the pain, it also take away the joy. You're just flatlining. So you're basically kind of like a zombie.
1: And so began a journey to recover his mental health. Bruno joined an Arctic expedition with other vets. He captained Team Canada at the Invictus Games, meeting Prince Harry in 2016. And he advocated publicly for mental health as a Bell Let's Talk spokesman.
2: I, I would like to be that voice for them to say, hey, let's talk about it.
1: But his struggles persisted. And in March of 2020, the COVID lockdown hit hard.
2: And I just crashed.
1: And what does crashing look like?
2: I started getting really depressed. Started getting dark thoughts again. Like what? Uh, like uh, I was hurt and I was thinking like, I don't really want to be here.
1: Then Bruno learned about a novel treatment to help veterans with their depression. It involved a drug called ketamine.
2: This new ketamine treatment kind of popped on the veterans radar. And I was like, Whoa, wait a minute, what is that?
1: Ketamine is a notorious rave and party drug with the nickname Special K. At high doses, the hallucinogen distorts lights, colors and sounds. It can trigger a feeling of detachment from your own body, even amnesia. In fact, the US Drug Enforcement Agency has warned about its use as a date rape drug. Ketamine is also used by veterinarians as an animal tranquilizer for horses, cats, and dogs. It's been legally used in hospitals for more than 50 years as a powerful painkiller and anesthetic. And now that very same drug is emerging as a promising, unconventional treatment for severe depression and reducing suicidal thoughts.
2: Hi guys, how's it
1: going? Since November of 2020, Bruno has traveled four times halfway across the country, from his home in Victoria to the Field Trip Clinic in Toronto for treatment that he says has saved him. Here, he receives ketamine-assisted psychotherapy. Can you help me understand what it feels like to actually take the drug ketamine?
2: Before you even sit down, there's a setup. So you talk with your psychotherapist about what it is that you're looking for out of the journey and what you're looking to heal.
3: So let's take a few minutes to talk about how you've been, We can also talk about what intentions you would like to invite in for the journey today.
2: Hi. Hi. And you take the oral tablet and it's just this gentle, soothing journey. It's like basically somebody rocking you to bed as you melt into the chair.
1: It may look like he's just having a soothing nap, but Bruno's brain is undergoing a radical experience, unlike anything he could get with conventional medicine.
2: You'll see some colors, and you'll see some shapes, and you'll see what your brain needs to see and deal with.
1: What did your brain see?
2: Well, the first, <laughs> uh, the first experience, I went through space, and there was a floating rock. And I went through, there were caves in there, and I went in there and I was looking for a door.
1: Research has shown that at low doses, ketamine acts quickly to alleviate depression. Here, therapists also aim to maximize the psychedelic effects of the drug
2: for inner healing. The other one was just golden light, feeling love and feeling the intensity of humanity itself. Then when you come out, you're just like, wow. I am looking at the world with a different lens on.
1: Bruno allowed W5 to document his session with psychotherapist Martha Kazemedis the day after his ketamine trip.
2: I'm actually becoming a more active player Mm. within the healing process.
3: I'd love to explore that a little more.
2: Right. Instead of being triggered like getting a flat tire on the highway and usually before I would slash the other three tires Mm. and sit back Now I just get out, change the tire, and carry on. Yeah.
3: Oh, what a beautiful analogy, Mm -hmm. because the flat tire will happen inevitably.
2: Yeah, the transformation doesn't happen within the session itself. It happens before and after, when you're working on your trauma, when you're actually making sense of it.
1: There has been a surge in private ketamine clinics in Canada, about a dozen now. The full treatment can cost over $5,000. At some clinics, the treatment is given orally, but others, like at this clinic in Toronto, the drug is also administered through an IV.
3: And so, what do we have look at the laboratory results today?
1: Dr. Roger McIntyre is the founder of the CRTCE clinic, the first in Canada, which opened in 2018.
3: After treating many people now over 20 years with depression and the last three to four years with ketamine, what has been so clear in my mind is that ketamine is providing people hope.
1: Dr. McIntyre is a Professor of Psychiatry and Pharmacology at the University of Toronto. He heads the University Health Network's Mood Disorders Pharmacology Unit, and he's also published clinical practice guidelines for ketamine.
3: For the first time, we have a treatment that can alleviate symptoms in some of the more difficult, more long, chronic depressions in a matter of hours to days, and can reduce suicidal thinking and, I hope, suicidal behaviour and completion. This is truly a breakthrough.
1: A life-changing breakthrough, especially for those who suffer from treatment-resistant depression. Researchers believe depression causes neurons in the brain to die, and the marvel of ketamine is that it appears to trigger a surge in regrowth and reconnections of those neurons, relieving symptoms, sometimes
3: within hours. The magnitude of improvement on the symptoms Approaches in many studies between 40 to 70 percent improvement within a, cu- a couple of weeks, and that's a, a, a significant contrast to what we've been working with for seven decades—the so-called monoamine-based antidepressants that take about four to six weeks to give maximal benefit.
1: As many as 70 percent feel better within weeks. Private clinics are conducting four to six sessions over a two to three-week period and sometimes patients need maintenance booster doses.
3: But what about the drug's history of being abused? We do not see any signal at this point in time of abuse. It's being used under medical supervision at the premise where it's given, so people cannot take it home, so it can't be diverted.
1: There's little research on the long-term effects of repeated ketamine use to treat depression. Health Canada has only approved a ketamine nasal spray but in this statement to W5 they acknowledge that medical professionals may prescribe the tablets or IV outside of their authorized indications, also known as off-label use. While Health Canada has not approved it, another arm of the Canadian government is quietly endorsing tablet and IV ketamine treatments. A W5 investigation reveals that Veterans Affairs Canada is funding ketamine therapies for some former soldiers who are suffering with treatment-resistant depression and PTSD. Here's what we found. In 2020, 122 soldiers had their treatment covered at a cost of almost $178,000. That's a five-fold increase over the previous year and 20 times higher than the year before that.
2: The contrast of how dark it was and how helpless and hopeless I was to having been removed that, now I want to share that with everybody.
1: It's extraordinary to hear you describe this very dark place that you were in a year ago, a year and a half ago, and then to look at you now, filled with excitement about life. Do you attribute that all to ketamine and the therapy that you got with the ketamine?
2: Absolutely, it's way more enjoyable. Life is actually enjoyable, (laughs) which is amazing. Coming up... There are people
4: who are literally dying to get these exemptions.
0: A search for a way to end the torment.
2: I would wake up in the morning and I would be angry that I was awake.
0: When W5 continues.
2: Every one of them has a memory or a a moment in time attached to them.
1: At his home in Victoria, BC, Canadian veteran Bruno Gavermont keeps a collection of coins awarded by senior officers for exemplary military service.
2: When I dismantled the suicide bomber, he gave me this one.
1: There is no medal though for surviving PTSD. After some 15 years in conflict zones and exhausting other traditional therapies, Bruno has been traveling to this private clinic in Toronto for treatments with ketamine, traditionally used as an anesthetic in the hospital and abused as a hallucinogenic party drug known as Special K.
2: I would wake up in the morning and I would be angry that I was awake. I didn't want to be here, and now I do.
1: Interest in the healing properties of psychedelics isn't new. Plants like ayahuasca have been used by indigenous cultures for hundreds of years. W5 documented the use of LSD as a psychiatric tool way back in the 1960s.
0: How do you let it come out now? Oh, I let
2: it come out now.
1: Boy, why I say I'm
4: angry? You people are mad.
0: How have you let it come out?
4: I've hidden it before. I'm angry now.
1: But more than 50 years later, psychedelics like ketamine and now magic mushrooms are getting renewed attention for helping people overwhelmed by depression and anxiety
4: I'm pretty sure you're right about being about 20 minutes
1: People like Thomas Hartle in Saskatoon Nick Darren Suppertime who is savoring every last minute with his family <laughs> <laughs> Thomas is dying he has stage 4 colon cancer Hearing the words palliative when you're 48
4: and you've got a young family is, uh, well, <laughs> it's very difficult to say the least.
1: Do you have to wear your mask the whole time
4: to return? Mm-hmm. Just to be extra safe.
1: The terror of his impending death and the thought of leaving his family behind was robbing him of the precious time he has left.
4: It makes it very, very difficult to live on a day-to-day basis with the constant thought of, um, is today going to be the day?
1: So you're confronted not just with the fact that time is running out, but you don't even know a time frame for how much longer you have.
4: Exactly. You're not really living. Um, The focus of your life and everything that you do gets uh, distilled down to uh, focus on dying instead of uh, focus on actually uh, living with the life you have left.
1: Hello Thomas, how are you? Good. Good, you ready to come
4: on? Shortly. 58th chemotherapy treatment. That is in the neighborhood of about 20 some gallons of chemotherapy.
1: While the chemo is trying to slow down the inevitable, Thomas Hartle is using magic mushrooms to help him deal with his looming death. This is Thomas preparing to make history. In 2020, he became the first person in Canada to be allowed to legally take magic mushrooms since the hallucinogenic drug was banned back in 1974. With his dog at his side, along with his therapist and close friends, Thomas prepares for a radical treatment for his end-of-life distress by swallowing capsules of psilocybin, the psychoactive ingredient in magic mushrooms.
4: So this initial dose will be my introduction to psilocybin, which I have never tried before, and uh, I, uh, of course, am a little anxious about what the effects will be. I have no idea.
1: Under the careful watch of his therapist, Thomas is blindfolded.
4: Falling asleep, sometimes you get a, a twitchiness,
1: He wears headphones and listens to a playlist, some of it curated by Johns Hopkins University in the U.S. to help unlock elevated states of consciousness during his six-hour trip. When I close
4: my eyes, there isn't a body here, it's just space. Probably the biggest revelation that I have from this experience is, is the fact that this is the only place where... So these drugs can have potentially enormous opportunities.
1: Professor David Nutt heads the Centre for Psychedelic Research at Imperial College in London, England.
4: Many patients with depression and addiction and OCD, they say, you know, they cannot escape the thoughts. The thoughts are like a train driving, driving, you know, and they can't get the train off the rails because (laughs) trains are always on rails. That tramline thinking is is due to the brain becoming over set in a particular way of doing things. And psychedelics break that. They throw the train off the rails.
1: Imperial College has been at the forefront of psychedelic science for more than a decade. They produced this map to show how psilocybin increases connectivity between areas of the brain that don't normally interact.
4: I believe it gave me an experience of consciousness in a form that has nothing to do with this life. And I believe that death
1: very much could be like that. You feel as though you had a taste of death or what death might be like. And so it's eased the fear of it. Really, if that's death, that's, uh, that's not so bad. <laughs> Thomas Hartle's six-hour experience with magic mushrooms has changed everything. It breaks my
4: heart that I know that there is a treatment available that will help people. And yet there are people who are literally dying, waiting to get these exemptions.
1: While Thomas is one of the fortunate ones to receive what's called a Section 56 exemption, 162 others are still waiting to be allowed to legally take psilocybin. Health Canada's approvals have slowed to a trickle, and so some are abandoning the official route and going underground. Dave Phillips has been a registered psychotherapist in BC's Fraser Valley for 35 years. For the past three, he has been secretly practicing psychedelic assisted therapy for people with depression and trauma, but who have not had exemptions from Health Canada.
0: That is the spirit of the underground therapist. They're going to engage in some level of civil disobedience because they care about their patients.
1: Have psychedelics lived up to the promise of helping cure people?
0: Like nothing I have ever seen in my life. I have days where I have to pinch myself, where I think, I never thought this was possible.
1: Phillips uses magic mushrooms provided by his patients, grinds them, and then makes a tea. He says there are about 30 underground therapists in BC, a number he says that's growing to meet the needs of patients who want psilocybin-assisted therapy, but can't wait for those Health Canada exemptions. And there is an underground movement now of therapists like you yeah. who are doing this secretly. Right. How big is that movement?
0: Well, it, it, it's big and it's going to get significantly bigger. So what's gonna happen? It's gonna drive an underground when there will be some responsible underground practitioners there, but there's gonna be a lot of bad ones and there's gonna be a lot of not just, uh, they don't know what they're doing. Ultimately, I want it regulated. I want us to train therapists in this model so we can have thousands and thousands of people who can treat individuals.
1: W5 contacted Health Canada who told us that psilocybin has not yet undergone the rigorous science-based review process to be approved as a marketed drug. The department advises those seeking exemptions to use it that clinical trials are the best mechanism to provide legal access. I have not seen them in the neighbourhood. Thomas Hartle is spending what time he has left with his family and fighting for others to have easier access to the treatment that he says has helped him make peace with his death. One
4: afternoon out of my life, has changed my whole perspective on the concept of dying. If it does that for me, then of course, it's going to work for a lot of other people. Why can't we help people? It's simple as that.
1: If you are struggling with your mental health, we have a list of resources on our website, w5.ctvnews.ca.
0: You've been listening to CTV's W5 with Avery Haynes.